I I did make Sybil aware of the fact of the Obama arc in Air Gear. The what? The what? Oh, do you guys not know either? There's a part in in Air Gear where they meet President John Obama, and then like he gets body swapped <laughs> with one of like the teenage girl characters for a while. It seems a little weird to change his name, his first name. <gasps> Sorry, sorry, sorry. John Ohama. Uh, I, I guess they thought if he didn't have a generic white guy name, the Japanese audiences wouldn't know he was American. Yeah, it's like a weird, like, body swap arc, though. That's so strange. In in a manga about, like, Jet Set Radio shoes. Hello, and welcome to Turning Through the DecaCast, a Kamen Rider retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I am Shin Garrett. I'm Evan. And I'm Chris. And this week, we watch... We're getting married! Yay! God. You're already married, though, Chris. Yeah, I know. More accurately, this week, Inoue realized that they, none of the show had been about marriage so far, and he had to fix that immediately. Yeah, so we have two marriage-based episodes. Yeah. just And they're very out of tone with the, everything that's been going on. Yeah, so, so remember strange. how in the, last, in the end of the last episode, Shinji gave that whole big speech to Odin about how... Now you've doubled the weight of the lost lives. I'll get you for that. Uh, yeah, that yeah. Don't don't worry about that. This week they're gonna fuck around with some some weird marriage stuff. It's weird. Like these episodes don't make sense here. I would have expected them earlier in the show. It's weird that we're like these two episodes pretty much like delay like for Yuki getting his upgrade form. For- yeah, I don't actually think they're bad. They're just very low stakes. I, I just think they're out of place for where we are in the show. Which, for the record, is episode 29 and 30, entitled Marriage Interview Battle and Zolda's Lover. Yes. Which, uh... They're pretty alright names. The first one is... very silly. Uh, the dude she has these marriage interviews with is, like, the hugest douche in the world yeah he is i hate not him great. so much <sighs> i can't believe it, and the one with reiko where he's like you're not even serious about this well throw a temper tantrum I'm like yeah you're well, doing great at this seeming like marriageable material thing, when dude. you open <laughs> with oh you're not uh this you you only came here out of pity. There's no way someone like you who would be with me. It's like that's your opener. Oh, Jesus Christ! Don't agree to do it if you're not gonna like try to be appealing. Jeez, oh the hell is problem is. Don't know. Nor do I. Also, like she was just asking what his hobbies were. Yeah, that's what it's started this. Weird. Which is a boring, if good, opener. Yeah, when you literally know nothing about somebody and you're trying to break the ice, like, that's one of the better ways to do it. Uh, but no, I guess not. Whatever. He's just a jerk. 
Yeah, you're not wrong. The the, the actual first scene of the episode is um, Reiko talking to Yue about uh, the fact that she thinks her brother is dead. That Reiko thinks her brother is dead. Yeah, because I guess Reiko has had the information from I forget where, but that he had died at some point? Yeah, uh, she doesn't actually say how she knows this unless I missed it, but she says that she knew he died in America a year ago, and Yui's just like, no, people have met him recently, and Reiko just acts like, uh, whatever, okay. Yeah, it's the thing of like, well, okay, I guess I got my info wrong. Yeah, she was like, I, I must have been mistaken. I'm like, yeah. Okay. That seems like an interesting thing that they could have followed up on in this episode, but I guess not. I mean, maybe we'll come back to it later. I am unsure about that. Presumably we'll come back to it. It seemed important. I mean, maybe that just, like, you know, makes your guys' theories correct about how this Shiro is actually Mirror Shiro. Well, maybe. Or at least... Either Shiro is married Shiro, or Yui is marriage is Mirror Yui, or they both are. See, if they wanted to like, uh, if this was like a real twisty show, they would just say the entire world that the characters are in is the Mirror Worlds. That would be interesting. I don't know if I yeah, want I mean... like a Shyamalan twist in in this. <laughs> yeah, that that would be too much. But I mean, it's you are the demons, John. <laughs> I don't know. They've just had this whole mirror world plot sitting there, and we're 30 episodes in, and it hasn't meant anything yet. So I guess I'm getting a little desperate at this point. <laughs> don't worry, there's still like 20 episodes to go. Yeah, yeah. Now there's time travel involved, too, so, you know, who the fuck even knows? I mean, maybe it's only that one time. I hope we don't get more time travel. We're probably going to get more time travel. I hope we don't get more time travel. Probably going to happen, though. It would be weird if they fought Odin and then didn't... There was no more time travel. Because that, that seems like a pretty easy way to win a fight. But maybe he's like, that's off limits for fighting. That's fair. I did want to bring up that Odin keeps saying, uh, or at least they keep highlighting that he says that whoever is the winner among you gets to fight me. And uh, have either of you seen Afro Samurai? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have to fight. You have to fight number two and get the number two headband yeah. before you can fight number one. Only number two can fight number one, but anybody can fight number two. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. It it just really started reminding me of the Afro Samurai thing, and the, after we saw him say it like three times. Yeah. It definitely fits. Um. So anyway, so the stuff with Reiko and Yue happens, and then we go back to Ori Journal, and Boss Friend comes in, and he's like, Hey, Reiko, look at this picture. And she's like, Oh, looks like a creep. <laughs> And like, okay, boss good. is just like job done. She's like, no, wait, I do like. I love how the boss doesn't get precious about it or anything. He's just like, okay. He's just like, all right, cool, did my job. 
I was asked to show you the picture. I did it. <laughs> I have committed my obligation. There is also, like, a comedy beat going on where Shinji is trying to fix the air conditioning and then, like, falls over off a desk while he's doing that, while this conversation is happening. And then just, like, a flip, and then, like, a pot hits him in the head, and, like, the back of his shirt is a 10 on it for, like, a score, I presume. Yeah. It, it was actually pretty funny, but, yeah. Um, because if Hard you didn't know, it's, it's summertime in, in Ryuki land. That means it's hot. They do complain about it being a hot, a hot in these two episodes a lot. They do. Um, so Boss explains that the picture was of his friend who wanted to do like an arranged marriage thing. And Rico's like, no, but wait, actually, I should see what this is like. I should expand my journalistic horizon. Yeah, she says she's never done a marriage interview before and she's kind of curious what they're like, I guess. I don't know. She she has some reason for doing it. I don't know what it is. I mean, I think it is just for, like, the journalistic, like, well, maybe I should just, like, see. Right. But, so she goes to have dinner with this guy, and he is a dick in the way we previously described. He's it's, it's extremely paranoid <laughs> and just not a great person overall. Has some self-confidence, my dude. Yeah. He's going in expecting to fail and is a jerk to the person he is on a date with as a result. It is not great. So, yeah. double not cool. Uh, Reiko leaves and is like, I wonder if there are any good men in the world. And I'm just like, nope. <laughs> it's like, nah, sorry, Reiko. Maybe rarer than you think. Uh, and she, like, maybe hears someone following her because... Uh, Shinji and her are speculating about if she has a stalker in the next scene. Yeah. I don't, like, I'm, I'm unsure, like, is there actually a stalker? I don't know. Well, she I... does get kidnapped, right? But isn't that by the mirror monster, question mark? I'm actually super unclear on that. You, you took notes, Evan. Do you, did you figure out the answer to this question? I... I think someone is following her, but I, whether or not it's supposed to... Like, the second time, at least, it's Goro. Um, but this they first do time... seem to imply that the first time it's the lady who will be introduced late in the episode that has a grudge against Story Journal, right? I think. I don't know. I think she's killed by that separate other mirror monster. A right. According to the all-knowing the source, which is commonwriter.fandom.com, um, a monster is revealed to be the kidnap. Excuse me, the kidnapper. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So I guess it was just following her. Do cicadas store food? No, they they, they just kind of sleep for seventeen years, then wake up, go out into the forest, scream while they fuck, and then die. <laughs> and then there's like a time loop, right? Mood. <laughs> like that. That's how Higurashi worked, right? Okay, so we have the stalker thing, and then there's a scene where we have everyone back in Ore Journal. Uh, they're eating ice cream, and they're talking about something. And I, God, they're talking, they talking about the about? stalker. Oh, they're yeah, talking about there. the stalker. Yes. Yeah. There's a and Shinji's convinced that it's the guy he was uh, on the marriage date with. It's not a bad guess, to be fair. Yeah, that does seem like the most logical supposition. Like he's got a very, very 
not great reaction to everybody. And he's just kind of... It's, it's a bit of an unfounded accusation, but man, he did not put out a good impression, so... <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe they should have thought of the fact that Reiko does seem like she has a fair amount of enemies just from her journalism over the years. You'd think. This has come up in episodes before this. Has it? I'm okay, I'm almost certain it has. I believe you. They have run into people who are like, oh, it's you. Yeah, they definitely have. It's, it's an interesting thing. Okay, so so then Reiko's out like walking home or something, and Shinji's following her to protect her from the theoretical stalker, and tackles a person who turns out to be Goro carrying a bouquet of flowers that Kidoka asked him to deliver to Reiko. Correct. Yeah, it's... And then... Oh, go ahead. Okay, like... Kidoka's obsession with Reiko is odd. Kidoka's obsession with Reiko hasn't come up in, like, the last 20 episodes. That is true. It's been a really long time since they brought that up, if Unless I'm totally forgetting something. No, I don't think so. But anyway, so Shinji gets knocked the fuck out. Yeah. Because... Of course he does. Well, I mean, like, Goro's a badass. Goro's a really Shinji good has a lot of Shinji has a lot of pratfalls in this episode. They, they do play up, like, Shinji dumb a lot in these episodes. Yeah. Um, so then he wakes up at the lawyer's place where, you know, shenanigans ensue. Yeah, he hallucinates them wearing makeup and hair clips for a minute for some reason. Yeah, that's... I don't get that. Like, I what, was also confused about that. What? What's the joke there? I I don't know. That he was, like, expecting a woman when he woke up and he saw them as women and was just like, whoa... I didn't expect that. I guess. Maybe? I'm super unclear on what this... This episode is really bizarrely directed, uh, in addition to, like, everything else going on. Just, like, yeah. They they don't do much shot-reverse-shot. Like, every time anyone's talking, the camera's, like, spinning around them. There's this scene a bit later where they're, like, having a conversation. Actually, yeah, this it's, like, the next scene after this, where they're in a park... And uh, Ren, Kidoka, and Shinji are having this conversation, and the camera is constantly like sliding off of them as they do it. Is that the one where they're all eating and they're all like sweating? Oh, the the one where they're in the office. They they just they they have a couple like just meetings of getting together and talking, and it's just a bunch of these the the shots you're talking about like really quick shots going between them and it's very frantic and oddly paced yeah yeah there's like one at the end of the episode where they're all sitting together and eating that's kind of normal that has a like a tone of like just friends eating together but for the episode up until that point just like every time anyone talks it's very strange i don't get it man nor do i 
they do the thing at the lawyer's place, and then they go to try to visit Reiko, who is, in fact, gone and missing. Shinji blames Goro for that. Uh, where they run to Ren, and they find Reiko's bag, and they're like, man, this is super, super suspicious. Um, yeah. Let's set up IT Girl next. <laughs> yeah, they're like, okay, the the marriage interview dude kidnapped her. Let's set up another marriage interview so that when he kidnaps her... We'll know where Reiko is. Um, IT girl can put them back. <laughs> she, yeah, she, and by uh, them, I mean alcohol. She knows how to fucking oh, drink. Yeah. I hadn't even noticed that she like chugs a lot of sake in this scene. And then afterwards, she like gets beer from the convenience store and continues to drink. I was mostly just noticing that her hair is extremely weird. Also that. Also like, they're just like, hey, we should use these kimonos that we spent money on. Yeah, they have a couple fancy kimonos. Yeah, Rake, our IT lady gets one, and UA gets one. And they look they look quite nice. They do. They do look nice, I yeah. concur. Um, yeah, y- UA looks really nice when she... <gasps> okay, so shortly, IT lady also gets kidnapped, and then they're going to do this again with UA, because not enough women have been kidnapped so far. Of course not. So I gotta do it two at once. The first two women getting kidnapped did not help us solve the crime, so let's go for a third. Third time's the charm. Well, also, they lose track of IT Girl because, like, Shinji and Kitaoka get into an argument about how Shinji's not going to let Kitaoka date Reiko. Right, right. And then they look away for a second. It's... Yeah, Shinji's, like, weirdly protective of Reiko romantically now. That seems new to me, but... Yeah, I don't know. It it feels... It, it doesn't seem possessive. It seems more out of, like, he really respects her, but, you know, it's still yeah, strange. Yeah, it, it is, like, it's... She's my... She's my... Is she his senpai? Yeah, yeah, yeah she's his yeah. senpai. Yeah, so she's my senpai. She's great at what she does. You're kind of just this fucking tool. No, <laughs> fuck you, buddy. I... Yeah, you know, now that you mention it, this should have come a lot earlier, because, yeah, also... Shinji thinking that Kidoka is a huge tool was also, like, much earlier in the show. I mean, but but he is. Yeah, I mean, Kidoka is a huge tool. He sucks, but... <gasps> Shinji defining the way he feels about Kidoka by that was just, like, a while ago. When they were... Before they'd, like, had all these superhero fights together. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's so still I down in guess there. Ma- this might have been an earlier script that didn't get produced until later on in the schedule or something. I Maybe? Know. I don't know. That that seems weird. I mean, it does happen, you know. I mean, because also, like, like um, Asakura's just, like, absent from these episodes, too. Yeah. He's, oh, he's... Snake Guy, you mean. Yeah, Takeshi. Yeah, he's just kind of, I guess, off doing his own thing. Probably murdering people. <laughs> he's murdered an awful lot of people. Lately. Here I go, murdering again. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so so after they have a brief fight with a monster after. Uh, after IT lady gets kidnapped, 
<laughs> yeah, they fight a monster in the mirror world for a little bit. Monster gets away, and then they're like, okay, we're sending in Yui this time. Do you yeah. remember that? Okay, you remember that joke in Futurama where the brains suck everyone's, like, brains out? And then, um, the, there's, like, a train crash, and one of the news anchors says, the mayor says he's sending in more trains. Duh. That was... <laughs> That was definitely how I was starting to feel about the let's keep doing marriage interviews. I, I don't remember that, point. but I agree with your statement. Yeah. It's like, uh, the premise seems fundamentally flawed. Just a bit. So they do that, and UA knows how to act and gets into this guy's apartment and then is left alone to search through the apartment, which he proceeds to wreck. I yeah, this I thought was actually the funniest bit in the episode. That she just tears this guy's apartment apart. Yeah, she is she is oddly frantic and just like no, get it, break everything. Yeah, she just like tears down walls, busts through doors, just like rips apart some of his appliances. Yeah, it's wild. I, I really love the bit when she busts into his, like, bedroom, and then when, like, knocks the bookshelf over to look behind it, and then it's just like, wasn't me, wasn't me. Um, and so then, like, someone rings at the apartment, and it's this other lady, and she's just like, hi, um, could you keep your destruction, like, quieter? Could you shut the fuck up? Yeah, you're, you're screaming for Reiko, and, uh... I forget IT lady's name. Shimada, right? Isn't yeah. it Shimada? Yeah. You're screaming for Echo and Shimada, and it's too loud. Too loud. Stop doing that. And she's uh, like, ah, yes, of course. My mistake. Also, also Kidoka calls um, Shinji. Well, Shinji's, like, staking out the apartment with binoculars. And Kidoka's like, he, he has an alibi for when Reiko was kidnapped, you know. It's not him. Sorry. And then, and then Yue is like, but this other lady had the necklace of Reiko across the way. And yeah, Shinji's Reiko like, ah, has... yes, figured it out. Yeah, Reiko had a necklace with, like, a digital O on it. And apparently that's the only necklace with a digital O on it in the yeah. world. Yeah, I... Okay, sure. Which... I mean, it's as good... Shinji, like, everyone is written so oddly... <laughs> in this, in these two episodes, they everybody's don't... just like stereotypes. These two episodes, yeah, they don't act like mm. themselves. Yeah. Oh man, what if the twist of the, if these are just mirror world episodes? Oh shit. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's from earlier in the show when they their personalities were less developed. You know. Also, could be that too. I don't know. It's very weird. There's another scene in here where Ren, Shinji, and Kidoka are talking, they're eating curry, and the camera's all frantic, and they're, like, sweating the whole time. Oh, yes, yeah. this is the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Didn't, think didn't also, like, Kidoka, like, take some, like, hot chili oil and put it onto Shinji's plate without him noticing? He might have. Maybe? I didn't notice. I wasn't watching that closely, I was probably reading the subtitles. I, I, yeah, at one point in here, Ren's like, you know, this is taking, this is too much trouble. If it keeps being hard to find these kidnapped people, I'm just gonna give up. I was like, okay. 
thought <gasps> I didn't realize Ren was that much of a douche, but fair enough. Yeah, it's very weird. Uh, so this is, at this point, Shinji comes up with the plan to break into the lady's house by posing as a salesman. Yeah. Which I guess works. Yeah, it does work. But then, so, surprise, Kitaoka's there. Yeah. And then Ren also shows up posing as a salesman. I do like how they both had the same idea to steal, uh, like, uh, cooking pot, like, cooking ware from the cafe and pretend to sell it. Right. It's very so funny. So that's kind of that also a pretty funny joke. I I think the humor in these episodes is genuinely good. Like no, yeah, it, I, they're very funny. If it was any other show that hadn't just had this massive buildup, or this these were in other places, yeah, no, I'd agree. This is a very fun. These are very fun jokes, but it's just out of tone with the entire rest of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah we're we're far enough along in the development of the story that. It's super weird to be seeing this happen. Okay, so there, uh, Kidoka was not pretending to be anything. He just showed up offering defense attorney services because, you know, he can do that. Yeah, makes sense. Right, because like, apparently the thing was like, um, Ore Journal had like slighted this lady in the past for doing shady stuff or something or another. Yeah. Yeah, he says that she, like, ran a business that Ori Journal published some sort of expose about or something. And that's why she's mad at Reiko. I guess that works. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Uh, I, I guess the, the coincidence that she lived next door to the guy that Reiko was on a marriage interview with. Total coincidence. Yeah, just a bit. Which is a little bit of a stretch, but I guess, like, it's not that much of a stretch? I don't know. There have been bigger coincidental leaps in Kamen Rider before, so this one didn't bother me that much. Yeah. Okay, so they're fighting this monster dude again, and then another monster shows up that is a cicada, and somehow they figure out that the cicada is the one who actually kidnapped Reiko and Shimada? Well, right, it's... Well... Well, Shinji, like, puts together, like, the sound, the, like, the quick mirror sound he heard earlier before in the episode. Right. And and he, like, jumps through a mirror into the real world, and then throws the cicada back into the mirror world so that Ren and Kidoka can final attack it. Yeah. For some reason, he came up with this by hear. well, yes, I, oh, right, it was him hearing it. Yeah, For he heard reason... it in the car when they were spying on... And he, it, well, he also heard it when he was hanging off the wall. Yeah, when he was spying on the marriage thing. Yeah. And it's I just... feel like if they're going to use, like, specific sounds to indicate characters learning things or figuring them out, they shouldn't just use the same mirror sound every time. Uh, well, it, probably. my brain went, oh, yeah, no, he made the connection of a cicada okay. because a cicada will hang off the wall like he was hanging off the wall. <laughs> Uh, maybe it's just me, but that seems very, like, ambiguous. No, it's completely ambiguous. I don't know why that's the connection my brain made, but my brain went, yes, of course, this is the, this is the reason. Well, 
Well, the the hang off the wall thing, they do clip back over to him hanging off the wall earlier in the episode to spy yeah, but, on the marriage interview. So yeah, but that that's do... when he heard the noise. Oh right, right. Yeah. So it's just okay. Me. But yeah, Reiko and Shimada are unconscious in this factory for some reason. Because that's where the cicada took them. Because I guess yeah. it was storing. I guess the cicadas stored them there to eat later or something. Yeah, it's Which... very odd. Uh, but the... Oh, we didn't mention that it definitely did insta-murder that w- the lady whose apartment... Well, that lady in. wasn't the captured by the cicada monster. She was captured by the other monster. Oh, was she? Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, she got, in- she got insta-jibbed, and, like, none of the characters are even slightly upset about that. Well, like, oh, whatever. <laughs> that that seemed to be happening of like for a while now we've had the thing of oh hey a bunch of civilians die from these monsters and our heroes are just kind of like eh. it is weird how they just don't seem to care about that sometimes. <laughs> well, I mean Shinji cares. His entire stated thing is, you know, I want to protect people, but he doesn't yeah. He's like get upset about it. Very yeah, he often. D- he, they don't really seem to focus on the horror of oh, I'm, I've had like I don't know, fifteen people die because I our world is pervaded with them. like these horrifying, just otherworldly demons that'll instantly kill you before you can even realize you're dead. Yeah. That's pretty scary, I guess. I mean, I'd say so. We could be watching a horror show if they wanted to do that. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. it's not like there isn't a common Rider horror movie. Yeah, that's true. I need to actually. Okay, so that. so they beat the monster and then they go out for a big group lunch. Yeah, like dinner. an Indian place. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like supposed to be pacific island themed or something maybe i don't know i thought i saw like non so like i assume well yeah well the the food yes but like the the decorations of the place and the outfits of the waiters and waitresses made me think pacific island that's fair yeah they have like tribal masks and stuff which is um i we talked about this when we did godzilla versus mothra I, I I super don't know enough about how Japan relates to tribal cultures to know how racist that is. Yeah, it it, it wasn't did not seem great, to say the least. Right. Yeah, yeah, a little iffy maybe, but you know, hey. And then like you know, like Kidaoka continues to try to hit on Reiko. Yeah, I guess he's still very interested in her despite that not coming up for a long time. Yeah, and that was the end of this episode. I thought it was kind of cute to see them all, like, eating lunch together as friends. Yeah, it is, like, there is a, there is a chumminess and a, hey, here's the gang. Yeah, yeah. To this, which is we, very We haven't really odd. had just, like, a, a big old gang hangout. That just hasn't really happened in the show at all up until this point. It's just, whenever anyone hangs out, it's just the Ori Journal staff, because they work together, but yeah. This one, yeah, Rin and Kidoka join them, and and Yui's there too. So it's like, like aw, like, they're all buddies. It's tr- they're trying to write Kidoka as if, hey, man, he's kind of like our friend, and I'm like, is is he? 
I think they're. A huge I think they might be trying to build up sympathy because, like, he's supposed to be dying. I get it, but like, mm. okay, well, that rolls us into episode thirty, where we find out that he is engaged to someone who is also mysteriously dying, and they don't bring up that connection. Ever. Except but apparently she's not. the, yeah, apparently the the dying part is a lie. Right, or she, she didn't. Does, understand. She isn't actually dying, but because she did not really listen to her doctor. She heard you're sick and heard I'm dying. Which isn't the case. She just has low blood pressure. Also, she wasn't engaged. Well, that was also a lie. I'm not sure. <laughs> she, I mean, she admits it to Goro, so... Yeah, yeah she says that they weren't, but... Oh, I don't, she does. I, don't know. I must have missed that. At the end of the episode, there's, like, a line where everyone's like, we're sorry we gave you so much shit, Kido. I guess you didn't. You weren't being a jerk. I was like, you were still being a little bit of a jerk. Yeah. Definitely being a jerk. Yeah, it's just, like, a weird Kidoka episode. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the, the intro scene of episode 30 starts with Shinji showing up to give Kidoka a present. Maybe for his help in the previous episode? I don't think he actually says. But it's like a box of, like, donut holes or something. Right. And Kidoka's like, uh, oh, this is a shitty gift. Goro, throw yeah. this away after Shinji leaves. Yeah, he's like, well, it would be rude to not accept the gift. Goro, throw this away when he's gone. And Goro, uh, like, and... takes one out and puts it in his pocket for later. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really like that detail that Goro just, like, hides a couple. It's very silly. They've actually kind of implied that Goro thinks that Shinji has really good taste a couple times. It's because, like, he really loved his cooking in a previous episode. So. Right. He, he loved his cooking, and he made sure, like, he's he has directly gone to Shinji and asked, like, hey, can, can I have your gyoza recipe? I right, continue right. to like Goro. Goro continues to be a delight. Yeah, as, like, a quiet type character, I think he's pretty good. Uh, so, as immediately after that happens, another lawyer comes into the office and is like, Hey, you're being sued by Asano Megami because you wrongfully broke off an engagement. Which sounded weird to all of us, and so I, after yeah. hearing that, went online and found a law firm, a Japanese law firm, that is wasn't English, because apparently they help their... The entire billing thing is helping foreigners navigate Japanese law, and they have a uh, a, quest, a news blog that was posted in 2017 called "Is it possible to sue someone for engagement fraud in Japan?" Yeah, I don't think you can sue someone for breaking. I don't think an engagement is considered a formal contract in America, as far as I know. But yeah. apparently, it is in Japan. Well, it's the way this portrays it. Or the w the way it is, I read this is what is being read to me, or what I'm reading, is that it's less that it is a formal contract and more for when because a lot of times will engagements will have either oh it's the bride's family, the, the what they can sue for are mental suffering as well as any costs incurred in preparing for the marriage, so I would assume that oh, would okay. include any dowries or any gifts that would go to either family yeah so i found that if if a dispute regarding the status of an engagement arises the engagement is usually proven by showing that a ring was provided 
that the intention to marry was reported to the parents or by and or by Yuino. And Yuino is apparently the ceremony where the husband's family gives the bride's family gifts or something. So it is an actual situation that can happen. <laughs> yeah, so I guess, yeah, this could theoretically happen. But it is a weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> I I immediately was... It definitely made me immediately reach for my phone being like, that. that you can get sued for that? And the answer is yes. You get sued. I mean, I've never broken off an engagement. <laughs> so, I mean, it wouldn't be that relevant, but you know, it's definitely one of those things. Okay, so next bit is Shinji walking up to a beachside ramen truck? Uh, or is it like spaghetti? I don't know. I think it might be referencing the spaghetti in one of the flashbacks. I thought that it was ramen because in the scene, in the flashback scenes, we see takoyaki and like a soft boiled egg. Or maybe a but in the egg. flashback where um where Kidooka gets the spaghetti on his head, that's what happens to the mirror monster. So I thought that was a parallel there. Uh, yeah, but doesn't the mirror monster get ramen noodles on it? I don't know. Yes, but it's the same. It's still I thought noodles. it could have been spaghetti. I thought it was a parallel, but I also thought it was just ramen noodles. You are probably correct. The monster was ramen noodles, yes. Okay. I did go have ramen pretty recently, so I could just have ramen on the brain. There's a pretty good ramen place in like around the state capital here in Indiana. I haven't had ramen in forever. Because you know what always has a line outside of its store? Mitsuwa. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see that with uh... the whole state of the world. Okay, so what happens the rest of this episode? Okay, so Shinji has this conversation with um, Megumi, is this lady's name? Uh, About how well she knows Kidoka, and he's like, wait, were you really engaged to him? She gives this whole, she has this whole flashback about how, yeah, totally. And we were, oh yeah, the first one was them on the beach. We were on the beach and we were eating food together and then he had this really, very stereotypically sweet, oh, I don't have enough money for a ring night now, but use this. And he shoves a meatball on her finger. (laughs) That's, that's a takoyaki. That's not a meatball. Oh yeah, it's a takoyaki. (gasps) Here, use this instead. It's edible. Yet she complains about the hard-boiled egg being hot later on, but takoyaki are famously super hot, so I was definitely like, that would seriously burn your finger. Now it's just why it's a bullshit lie. Yeah, I do like the touch that also, the when the flashback happens, it's in front of a matte painting instead of like an actual location. That's, that's a cute touch. It's very good. Shinji is like, he he is just inconsolably crying into the ground when he hears the romantic tragedy that has befallen this poor woman. It feels like an ex- it feels like he's faking it. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but also I don't think I, he is. No, I I don't think he is, but it feels like he's faking it. <laughs> Shinji is like supposed to be that sort of a naive person though yeah i guess that is it true. is yeah i mean you're not wrong it is an extreme reaction but i'm pretty sure it's supposed to be a real reaction 
Most likely. The next bit, they go back to Kidoka's office, and there's this weird thing where Kidoka asks Shinji to look into his eyes to see if he's a liar, and they get real, real close, and it it's, looks like they're about to kiss or something, and then the yeah, scene it immediately It is definitely cuts. like, Shinji even tilts his head like he's going in for the kiss, and it's like, are you, what are you, what are you doing, Shinji? And the the funny thing is, is there's a hard cut there, but it uh, it cuts to the hood of a car being up for half a second, and then immediately cuts to Shinji and Ren being shirtless. It does immediately cut to Shinji and Ren being shirtless. That that's the fan service episode. Yeah, I yeah I guess this is the fan service episode. <gasps> so weird. Yeah, they do both have great abs. I'm very jealous. They they do. It's good stuff. Uh, this time Reiko taught. They're back on the beach, and Reiko has a conversation with Megumi, and she describes a similar story, except it's in the winter and involves a hard boiled egg instead of takoyaki for the ring this time. Yep, but and then Reiko's like, "Yep, this is all the proof I need." <laughs> yeah, Riku's like, uh, Kidoka's the enemy to all women, he's the worst, I fucking hate that guy. Which, I was actually under the impression she already thought that, so. Yeah, I think she already, and then she's like trying to like write up like a uh, defamatory article about him. <laughs> I mean, he does suck, so, you know. Yeah, that's true. True facts. I, I like the, there's a bit in here where... Shinji's like, Rin, how are you not crushed by this sad story? Rin's like, yeah, whatever. But then he, like, sarcastically gives Kidoka a wedding present in the next scene. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. Like, Rin doesn't get to be, like, actually, like, sarcastic that often in that way. It's fun to see. He's usually just being mean to Shinji. I like it when he's mean to other people. And then, like, he quietly goes off screen to, uh go to the doctor and, like, see what's actually going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess that is where he is the rest of the episode. Uh, back at Ori Journal, Reiko is trying to write an article about how Kidoka is just the fucking worst. The editor is like, uh, that doesn't really seem like publishable news. Shut up. (laughs) Shut up, I'm busy. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, she's like, Reiko and Shinji are bad at their reporting jobs. Maybe I should hire someone new. Yeah, maybe I'll hire somebody new. IT Um, lady hops up like, no, you can have me do it. I'll do it. You just gotta pay me more. (laughs) Shut up. You don't even do your job now. Yeah, you're barely doing your own job. Probably because she's an IT worker and is being underpaid for her services. That's extremely plausible. Oh, uh, okay, so next bit is, like, Goro and Kidoka having this conversation where Goro's like, so why did you break up with this lady? Uh, Kidoka is explaining, like, no, she was my secretary and she sucked at it. And, she's and then we get flashbacks just... to her sucking at being a secretary. Very fun. I'm actually thing, unclear like, hey, about can... why why the tea thing is bad. What does she hand to him? Do you, she do hands him you know? undone tea. She hands him tea leaves. Oh, she expects she grabs him tea and then well, expects him to well, make. Well, no, it's she that's did actually exactly what he asked for. Yeah, she that's actually kind tea. of amazing. <laughs> if 
that is amazing. That's very yeah. No, it's very it's good. very it is a very <laughs> funny bit. I like it a lot. Like yeah, her, her things of being a terrible secretary are very funny. Uh, yeah, I actually already kind of liked her and the fact that he asked for tea and she just hands him a pack of tea leaves. Like, definitely revised my opinion up a little bit. Extremely baller move. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, but then there's other things that's like, oh, I'm clumsy. Yeah, she's also like, oh, I'm a, I'm a lady. I can't do things like drive or stand up straight. Uh, okay, sure. As the kind of lady who cannot do a lot of things straight, like drive and or sit right, uh... <laughs> thank you. Okay, uh, so so then we're at... Goro goes to talk to Megumi. Yep. They have, like, a whole confrontation about who loves Kidooka more. They, they have, like, a Kidooka fact-off. Yeah. Megumi proves that she, she is the bigger Kidooka fan. I mean... If that's what Goro believed his Kidoka's signature phrase to be while he was working for him, that tells me that Kidoka uses that s- phrase more than the one she d- says. Yeah, so... I'm like, it's been three years. Maybe he's changed his signature phrase. Yeah, no, Goro's <gasps> right. <laughs> in theory. You, you can change your catchphrase in three years. <laughs> that's true. Uh, anyway, so a bunch of Yakuza accost them randomly on this bridge they're having this conversation about, and she, like... I'm not sh- I'm not sure if they're Yakuza, or they're just some dudes. Yeah, they might just be, like, street toughs. I, I, I think they're just some dudes that are assholes. Maybe not Yakuza. A Yakuza video game encounter happens. That is... Y- That's you are fair. not wrong. That yes. is definitely what happens. <laughs> One of those things where some random people on the street decide that they are going to pick a fight with Kiryu happens. And then she just beats them up. Yeah, she kung fu kicks them all in the face and they all fall unconscious. Which is it's amazing, apparently. And then she like threw a shoe in the air and then that lands and hits Goro. Yeah. Uh, and they dramatically reach out for each other, and she's like, I'm dying, actually. But I, I was never engaged to Kido, I made that up. And then we go back, and everybody's like, alright, you gotta take this girl out on a date. Yeah. I mean, she's dying, so, like, come on. And Kidoka's like, ah, I'm, I'm good, though. But then he does it anyway. There's yeah. much longer left in this episode than I thought there was. <laughs> I thought the I thought the bit with the Yakuza fight happened like at the end, but that's like halfway through the episode. It's like halfway through. Yeah. But like a a lot of stuff goes on that means not a lot. <laughs> you are <laughs> correct. This entire episode it, it'll depend on whether or not she sticks around for later episodes, but it feels like it's her name is Megumi, I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she is. The end ending pretty strongly implies that she's going to be around still. It feels like the entirety of episode 30 is like, here is an entirely new character that we are going to take the time to actually introduce, but we need an entire episode to do it because we're doing it so late in the game. Yeah, it is super late for a comic relief character like this, but you know, hey. I've seen Stranger Things. 
Uh, I don't think they do that in Stranger Things, though admittedly I only watched season one. That was your bit, right? I have not actually seen Stranger Things. Yeah. Well, first season was fine. I didn't see what the fuss was about, but you know, hey. People seem to love it, so whatever. Okay, so so there's like some imagining of dates going on, and then they are in a boat, and she's do they actually get married? Is that what happened? Well, I think I think like the imagining stuff actually happens this time. Okay, so what we time skip forward a month or something? No, I think it's just like the like the do everything in a day date, yeah, including getting married really fast. Uh, they did have the bit in here where, um, like, a mirror monster is going to attack her, but then gets ramen dumped on its head. That that happens in here. Well, and before yeah. that... Oh, yeah, there's that part. And then, yeah, later there's the part where a mirror monster tries to attack them when they're out on a boat. And Kid Oka's like, you generally close your eyes before a kiss, right? And then she yeah. proceeds to just stay there for, like, however <laughs> yeah, so long. So she, she closes her eyes expecting a kiss, and he goes off to have a monster fight. <laughs> And then, like, uh, Shinji shows up, and he's like, aren't you on a date? And Kidoka's like, yes. And Shinji's like, well, you should go back to that. I'll kill yeah. this monster. Go finish that up. I'll handle the monster. <gasps> and I guess waiting ten minutes for the kiss was fine with Megumi. Even yes. though it gets faked out, and it's just a forehead kiss. Yes. She seems very <laughs> not pleased with that. He kisses her on the forehead, and then she passes out, dying dramatically. And then she's dead. Yep. Totally dead. A hundred percent dead. And then we cut to Ren, who's at the doctor, where the doctor's like, yeah, no, she just has, like, low blood pressure. And then Ren calls Kidoka, and Wait, Kidoka's that's like... Goro at the doctor. I thought that it was Ren at the doctor, too. No, that's definitely Goro. Yeah, it's oh, Goro. is it? My bad. I guess Ren just retired from the episode earlier after he gave Kidoka the wedding present. So Goro does that, and then Kidoka's like, well, shit. Yeah, so now Kidoka's maybe really married to her? I don't... I don't know. I don't think they actually got married. Did they just have a cosplay wedding? Yeah, I think or... so. Okay. I guess that might actually be a thing you could do. I wouldn't be surprised at so, Goro, Kidoka, Shinji, and Reiko are all sitting around a table. Yep. Uh, in the rain, they all have umbrellas. And Shinji's like, so, you really fucked everything up this time, didn't you, Kidoka? <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just totally screwed the pooch on every element of this quest, didn't you? And then Reiko's like, I guess I'm sorry for assuming you were lying. Yeah. And then the boss shows up, and he's like, hey, look at this person I hired. Yeah. Megumi's our new employee. I'm taking her out to lunch. Hello! Yeah, everyone hears her saying, look forward to working with you, in like a real echoey voice, and then they all drop their umbrellas. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I am interested to see how this is going to go down. Oh, also, uh, the IT lady is in the office, and she's, like, biting a handkerchief because she's so mad. Yeah, I, I guess? Gotten take. Well, it's... She'd been... She's done this entire couple episodes of, like, hey, you should let me try and do more around the office and maybe pay me a bit more. That'd be great. 
And then the bo- and after, you know, of course, the boss says no. He's like, we don't, we don't, you don't barely do what you do as, as it is. It's like, oh, hey, I'm also going to bring in this entirely new person. I'm just waiting for one of the episodes to be like, they walk into work one day and the website has just been replaced with a huge, like, manifesto about how they all suck ass. That'd be very funny. Agreed. I mean, can't piss off your IT people. You can't do it. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> Nor yeah. overwork them. They'll get revenge on you, Intent Garrett. <sighs> I wouldn't do that. I'm too nice to do that. <laughs> you are too nice. I, I will just complain about it. Like that. That's about the extent that that will go. But yeah, that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, man, these were these were really weird for this late in the game. Yeah, I think I think the first episode's probably better than the second. I actually thought they were both like pretty fun. Like, if I don't think about the rest of the show and where we are in the overall narrative, like they're both pretty good one-offs. I thought, but yeah, kind of weird. I don't know. I I just I want to get back to like the plot that's been happening. It reminds me of those couple times in Kiva when, like, they would have just a one-episode plotline happen, and I was like, that was actually good, you know? But I, I care about the overall plot in this show, unlike in Kiva, so... Yeah. Yeah, I, I like, I want to know where this is going. Very interested yeah. to see that. It's, I'm, I'm wondering, though, like, how much more of this nonsense are we going to have? I mean, okay, we've got 20 episodes left to deal with, like, two more writers, so I don't know how long that stuff's gonna take. It's gonna be interesting to see. I feel like we have one of two options, that we're gonna, like, kick it into high gear in the remaining 20 episodes, or we're gonna kick it into high gear in the remaining, like, five. (laughs) There's, like, two, there's two movies that are alternate endings, right? Uh, I I don't think the uh and I don't, I'm not sure where like the Zio, the Geo stuff is. Well, no, I'm not talking about the Zio stuff. Well, no, I'm... like the the Agito Ryuki movie isn't an ending. Well, no, I'm talking about oh, is that the one of the middle of the writers type things, and then episode final. I think I you know what I don't know. Yeah, I'm just going off of what's on the wiki. Is that the That's fair. The, the 13 writers is television 13 writers is a television special with an alternate telling of the Ryuki story. Oh, the 13th writers is an alternate telling of the entire thing. Yeah, that sounds like a compilation type movie like they do. Yeah, and then episode final is another alternate ending to the series taking place after the events of episode 46. So we'll probably watch that. And then there's writer time Ryuki, which was the Geo thing. Yeah, yeah, those episodes with like evil Shinji in them, or oh, wait, it was evil. No, I think it was evil Shinji. I think you're right. Yeah, because they faked me out. Because I was like, well, that like having evil mirror versions of characters is awesome, and then that hasn't been the plot of Ryuki like at all. Yeah. I thought it was going to be more like, my hey, about monsters, leveling up your monsters. It's like, nope. <laughs> there sure have been a lot of concepts they introduced that were not really 
ongoing concerns. Concepts that are introduced and then just kind of set to the side. Yeah. Remember, remember Common Rider Scissors? How they introduced him and then like killed him in the very next episode. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That was the quickest plotline we ever had to deal with. Talking about Common Rider Scissors, it makes me think of the 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 parts of the episode early on where Shinji is going back through uh, the storyline. I really actually enjoyed how he did not keep his knowledge of the future other than this, like, random times where it would bubble up. It's like, oh, wait, no. Shit's happening again. Yeah, we, we talked about this when we did 28 last time. I, like, there were a lot of interesting character beats in that episode, I thought. I thought. I like that good. one. Yeah. We're on a run of, I, I guess, yeah, we're on a run of, like, several episodes that I like them, but, like... I I keep asking myself, but what does it? Where is it going? It's just like it's it's a weird spot for filler episodes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess when we were watching Kuga, like they didn't start resolving hardly anything until like the last what six seven episodes. So I didn't feel as disjointed in Kuga. I don't think though. Maybe Not true. Really. Anywho, this is a podcast on the internet at journeythroughthedeckcast.com where there are links to all of the things, all of the podcatchers, all of the Twitters, all of the emails, all of the things. There's a link to every other website on the internet. Yep. Technically. Yeah, I mean, you always have a browser search bar. Yeah. I mean, I guess unless you're like visiting the site in like a terminal window or something. Anywho, we'll be back next week with something. We'll be back with just more Girl Gun Lady. It's the new direction this show is taking. <laughs> we should really finish up crowds before we do other stuff. That's probably true. Yeah. All right. I'm at least enjoying rewatching crowds. So. Yeah. Crowds is fun. Yeah. I agree. And until next time, we're just a Fasting Through podcast. Remember that. Good night. I look forward to working with you. Working with you. Working with you. <laughs>